maybe we get a little bit lazy, we uh, feel overwhelmed by our schedule. And so the question we ask is, what could we help leaders do every single day? We also know that you can't give an hour or two a day to this. So I asked this question in 10 minutes a day, how could we help leaders be proactive instead of reactive? Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. My name is David Bloom and I'm with my co-host Alan Briggs. Hello, hello, hello. Hey man, another episode. I'm excited to record with you. I wish we could be in, in person together, but we did get an opportunity to be in person and have some awesome conversations and see the beautiful place you live in Steamboat Springs. Yeah. And uh, I think next time, man, you got to come down here to the beautiful place I live in Colorado Springs. I know. It's not bad either way. I mean, we're super blessed and we talk about the mountains all the time and I'm sure people are, are sick of us talking about the mountains and how we get to fish and hike and all that kind of stuff, but we love it. So it's a huge part of our rhythms of staying healthy too. So, Hey, um, we are both practitioners. We talk about that, but we're in the trenches. Um, you know, it, it, whether it's coaching, whether it's um, pastoral work, whether it's just the difficulty of this season, we're in the thick of it. And in wrestling through that time, topics come to our minds. And one of the things that you've been talking with me about is this idea of getting momentum in our week, that it's no surprise that something unprecedented like this completely shakes up our schedules, our routines, um, the things, the plans that we had are now often in shambles. Um, and it's really hard to know how to move forward. I, I don't know about you, either you, Alan, or those who are listening, but I have been living a very reactive life, at least for the first two, three months of this COVID-19 stuff. And that begins to wear on you. You feel like you're just playing catch up and you're just reacting to the world and you have no momentum in your week. And one thing that you've noticed is how important um, this tool that we have, which is our Right Side Up Leadership Journal, and uh, how important that's been for you, but also how it's resonating with other leaders all around the country. Um, so Alan, why don't you just kind of real briefly explain what the journal is and, and maybe why it's been so important to you in the season. Yeah, I want to give some background on this. So David and I are coaches. We have a central team of coaches. And now we've launched the Stay Forth Coaching Network, uh, literally leaders across the country who can coach you on Zoom. And we walk along primarily to do a session every other week is our most common uh, plan. That's 10 tools in 10 sessions, but we do 90-minute coaching sessions. So what I would liken that to is if you're going through coaching, it's you are getting this opportunity to grow in a huge wave, like almost three or four hours worth, it feels like, that we cram into 90 minutes. We want to help you grow as much as possible. But I began to realize, David, that that wasn't enough, that people said, each day, how can I grow? Each day, how can I take my next right step? And so we take jumps forward, but sometimes, especially in those reactive times you talk about, David, that we kind of move backward and we learn some habits that we, we wish we wouldn't be living into. And maybe we get a little bit lazy. We uh, feel overwhelmed by our schedule. And so the question we ask is what could we help leaders do every single day? We also know that you can't give an hour or two a day to this. So I asked this question in 10 minutes a day, how could we help leaders be proactive instead of reactive? Again, 10 minutes a day, how can we help leaders be proactive instead of reactive? We dreamed up this mechanism that would be the journal, the right side up journal. 
uh, that we not only sell at SafeWorth, but every single coaching client receives one. And each day you get to write out some specific things. So before I tell you exactly what that is, that 10 minutes a day, let me just say this. I use it every single day. It's sitting in front of me on my desk right here. I used it this morning and it grounds me. And we have this inverse relationship that we talk about at Stay Forth with clarity and overwhelm. As clarity goes up, overwhelm goes down. If you are feeling overwhelmed in your life, that means that it's unclear maybe what your next step is, what you're supposed to do next. God is a God of clarity. Even if you can clarify what you're afraid of, you can clarify what you need to do this next week. It's still maybe a big thing to overcome, but at least you know what it is. And that's what we get to do. We are literally in the freedom business and in the clarity business at Stay Forth. And all of our coaches do the same thing. We help you clarify your next steps. And then this magical thing happens, David, where people go and just breathe. And I can hear it during some coaching sessions. And people say, I feel so much better. Why? Because clarity went up and overwhelm went down. So if you are wrestling with overwhelm, and you may feel like I'm not in a good spot. I don't know what to do. There's too much every day. There's 45 things to do, and I can only do about eight. Please step back, clarify your next steps, and just watch your overwhelm go down. Now, it's, it's not easy. It's not perfect, but it is simple, and it is doable. It's not easy. It's not perfect, but it is simple, and it is doable. So we've simplified that into the right side of journal. And so I want to kind of give the basic building blocks of what this looks like. Now, some of these you may recognize from a guy named Cal Newport. He writes the book, Deep Work, Digital Minimalism. He is a master of this stuff. You don't have to read his whole book, Deep Work, although I love it and it is a great read, or you can listen to it on Audible, but he talks about something called blocking and batching. Blocking is simply blocking off particular types of times in the week, sticking to those things, and then batching is just putting similar activities in there. David, you and I talk about this. We talk about this with our Stay Forth team. We want to stay healthy. And a big part of that is doing what God's called us to do, but not trying to do all the things at the same time. As we have this on, my phone is turned off or in airplane mode so we can fully focus on the podcast. Whenever I'm writing, I'm fully focusing on writing. I'm not trying to do that, answer emails, answer texts. And that's one thing that I see tripping leaders up a lot. So as you begin your day, the first thing, of course, grab your cup of coffee, but the first thing we encourage leaders to do is actually not only spend time with God, learning from God, but also spend time with God clarifying the day. You probably have some things that naturally have dropped into your schedule that day. The first thing you do is to clarify your purpose for today. We believe in something called a rhythmic week and the rhythmic week, not every day is the same. For me, Mondays are for momentum. We're recording this on a Tuesday, and that means yesterday I got momentum for the week. I got a lot of things busted out, and that allows me to do more creative work like podcasting, writing, getting articles together, training our team, and that exists for Tuesday for me. I really look forward to that, but Monday is for momentum. So my purpose that I write down in my right side of journal at the top of the page is get momentum for the week. How do I do that? I take care of the tasks. So with my journal then in front of me, there are three blocks in each day, morning, afternoon, and evening. Now, let me say evening's usually the easiest one for me. It's going to be dinner. It's going to be family time almost every night. And that to me, I block that off to make sure that I'm not working in the evenings. I'm not on my phone. So I have two blocks of the day. And what does that look like to block those off and to batch those with similar things? And we all have different 
uh, levels of control or autonomy over our schedule. I understand that. Some of you probably have too much autonomy and you look at the whole week and say, I don't know what to do. And the more freedom you have, I believe the more structure that you need. Also, the more chaos we have, which we've been living in a state of chaos that you talked about, David, the more chaos we have, the more structure we need. So in times of high chaos and lots of change, you need more structure. And I noticed that during COVID, that if I didn't give myself structure for the day, that I would get spun out into all kinds of texts and emergency emails that people send or they think are emergencies and really they can wait a day. And I found this grounds me. I've done something similar to this for about the last eight years with my schedule. And I'm telling you, I wish I would have done it for the last 15 years. I mean, I wish I would have started because each day I have so much clarity on what I'm supposed to do. And the good news is also what I'm not supposed to do. If Monday's for momentum, then I leave creative work for Tuesday. If on Tuesday I have something big thinking about, I'm thinking about on Wednesday, then I leave that for the next day. And I may prep a little bit for it, but that is not my day for it. We'll talk about that more in depth in the future, but this is more of just an overview of that. So to take this idea further, as clarity goes up, overwhelm goes down, how can you clarify the blocks of your day? And the second piece is how can you set aside time for the things that deeply matter to you? If you are a writer, if you are a podcaster, if you preach, if you lead meetings that you want to be really good and really sharp, if you work with numbers, whatever you do as a kingdom leader deeply matters and you have to protect it. I was coaching someone the other day and he's not talking in the thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars, literally talking about in the investing millions of dollars in his company. And as we talked through that, it's so helpful for him to clarify things before that next big deal comes, before that next opportunity comes, so that he can know in advance, written down in his journal, written down in our tools, how he is going to react, how he's going to respond, and ultimately how he's going to move from being reactive to being proactive. And I cannot tell you, you don't need to work with millions of dollars to need to be proactive ahead of time. So David, I see that happening with all of us at a level. There's no shame there's no guilt if you feel like you're reacting, but we need to move from crisis leadership of what happened when just the pure shock of COVID hit into the summer where hopefully you've gotten some rest into the fall where we hope that you are now saying, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I need to do. It's still going to be hard. It's going to be very challenging, but that I hope we have some structure set aside for that. Yeah, we're in a season where we had to adapt. And there's, there's, it's okay to be in a season where things look different and your schedule is, is busted wide open and you're trying to pick up the pieces. The danger comes in when a season becomes a lifestyle. And you can have a reactive season for a month or two months. Um, but the moment that starts bleeding into three, four, five, six months, um, it's going to start to wear on you. And so this is a tool that we found to help kind of regain that proactivity in our lives, to regain some structure in a life that feels like it has very little structure. And Alan, one of the things that I love about clarity is it's not just figuring out what to do with your time, but also committing to, to what we shouldn't do. And one of the things that I love each week uh, at, at the bottom of one of these pages is my to don't list, um, which is so great. It's one of my favorite things about the journal in, in 
helping me get more clarity. Why don't you explain why that's so important to be able to, to actually write down the things that you shouldn't do? Yes. I mean, it's what, one of the valuable things of leadership that we don't think about very often is actually elimination. And there are these three things we talk about to delegate, to automate, and to eliminate. And I personally think elimination comes first because if we can eliminate it mm-hmm. and realize I don't have to do it, uh, I don't have to do it today, I don't have to do it this week, then it's out of our minds. And David, doesn't it feel good to like get something out of our brains to say, nope, yes. that's not for this week. And th- that's one of the greatest steps that I believe uh, leaders are missing. It's just to eliminate things, to say, that's not for me, that's not for today, I don't have to think about it, I don't have to worry about it. And something magical happens when we write things down. And so that's really behind the journal as well, is once we write things down, we can begin to commit to them. So what you're talking about is this commitment to the week. So we have 10 minutes every single morning, and it may take you 12 or 15 when you start, but I take 10 minutes each day, write down the things I've got, create space. And by the way, I take a nap almost every day. I take this short 30-minute nap almost every day. Leaders have been asking me about it recently. Yes, I have a little couch (laughs) inside of the office. It's real. So maybe you say I could never do that. That's okay. But that matters to me so that I can be refreshed for the afternoon, so that I can give coaching clients the the structure and the clarity that they need and the energy uh, from me that that they need. And so I take time for that. I know that hiking is very important for you, David, mm-hmm. you and Susanna getting out into creation. So you block those times off or you're not just going to get a whole Saturday to be with friends uh, and to, to be able to do that. So whatever matters to you, you block it off. And so 10 minutes a day, then I believe we need 30 minutes every week to look back at the past week and look ahead at the next week. And so as you look back at the past week, what I find is we always have more victories than we think. Always. Mm-hmm. I do, you do, but we forget about it when we're tired on Friday and we think, what did I even do this week? That's just tiredness speaking. But I take Sunday night and I, I look back at the week and I get to celebrate. Here's what God did. Here's some of the, the ways we pushed the ball down the field. Maybe it was six yards at a time. Maybe we didn't throw touchdowns, but we actually marched down the field. And what you're talking about is sort of these proactive declarations for the next week. That is one of the greatest things you can do. Look at your week in advance to not just react or even respond, but to be proactive about what you're going to do and your to-don't list. What's on your to-don't list that week? And often it'll be, don't schedule any more meetings if I have a tight week. It looks like don't give uh, you know, extra time to social media that I haven't already dedicated uh, within those blocks. Uh, don't waste time on a particular activity. Um, whatever that is for you that you tend to fall into, just write that down and declare it. Is, is really important. One of them that we have is healthy decisions I'll make. Make those ahead of time. Prepare for how you're going to eat healthy, how you're going to prepare for that next meeting, how you're going to declare something over your week and actually live it out. And those things won't come up in the midst of the midair of the week. When it is on, we're in the whirlwind of that. One of my favorite blocks on this, David, is specific ways I'll be generous. I love to be generous. Mm-hmm. I hate to get to the end of the week and think, man, I was not as generous as I could have been. And I believe that Stay Forth is a generous organization. And we've stepped up and been able to be generous in, in some cool ways in this last season. But what I find is in the middle of the week, for some, for some reason, when we get busy, we get selfish. We just think about ourselves. And I declare those things ahead of time. And I love to extend that, whether it's a free coaching session to somebody else, whether it's something that we've offered to others that we think could bless somebody else, whether it's giving money away uh, as a family, 
but to actually put ways to be generous on that. And also things that I'm curious about. And that just may be about what would it look like to build a log cabin someday? Or what would this new trade look like that I could start? Or this new idea or a new business or a book or a blog, like just something you're curious about that, that may not produce anything else for work. So that's been big. And what we say is 100 minutes a week will change your life in leadership. 10 minutes a day, plus those 30 minutes looking back at the week and, and looking ahead, honestly, man, it has been a game changer for me. And it feels pretty surreal, David, to be part of our team curating a journal that's actually helping to change my life. And uh, there's a chance to zoom out as well every week. And I look back at my annual goals and quarterly goals, and we break those down and say, what do I have to do every month and every week if I'm just going to continue to march toward these goals? And it's been incredible to, to watch. It's paper. And I don't know, man, just the smell of paper and also turning the pages to me, it's real. Uh, we have a leather sleeve that's available as well. We work with a um, just a, a fine leather worker that's in upper Michigan. And he's just a craftsman of his trade. It's a beautiful leather journal that holds a pen in there as well. So I look forward to cracking that open uh, each and every day. And guys, there are some other journals out there. We took a look at it. I was not a journaler before. I was a writer and I would write pages on, on something that turns into an article but I didn't just journal for journal sake. So this is not actually for journaling. This is for strategic planning. So we call it strategic journaling. There are spaces there that look different each day. And, and maybe David, the thing that, that I love and am proud of the most is that every single Thursday, we have these big picture questions that we ask during coaching. And if you just order this journal, it's almost like you get to peek into what coaching is like. Every single Thursday, we ask these questions. Where am I thriving? Take a few minutes on that. Where am I struggling? And take a few minutes on that. What feels confusing right now? Again, we look for clarity. What's missing right now? And that last question, what are my next steps? And when that repeats every Thursday, your self-awareness just goes up. I know it has for me. I recognize things that I just don't want to deal with, areas I'm struggling in, or areas that are missing, areas that are confusing to me. And I ask God to help me clarify those. I may call a friend to help clarify something. So it has been a game changer for me, David. There's leaders all across the country that are using this. If you want to grab one, you can go to rightsideupjournal.com. Yeah, rightsideupjournal.com, just one word, no spaces. And you can check it out. You can see a little bit on the inside. Um, and we're not just trying to sell this. This isn't just an infomercial for this. Please take time every day to be able to create that structure, to be able to live into that structure, and to know this that life is not going to happen unintentionally. Life's not going to happen unintentionally for you. You're not just going to accomplish your goals. If you're unintentional, if you're reactive, you'll fall into unhealth and you ultimately will say, why didn't I accomplish my goals uh, this week, this month, this year? So for me, it's been a game changer. Uh, I know for a lot of people it has. Also, this invites you into a free community, a private community. Once you have the journal, you're invited up into our private right side of community on Facebook other kingdom leaders across the country. I'm learning a lot. We throw out questions there. People have questions about the journal and how to best use it. We want to help people get going there. So it's been one of my great joys uh, to figure this out as a team, to curate this as a team, and ultimately to get to use a tool every single day that helps a lot of leaders win across the country. Uh, so yeah, man, it, it has been uh, amazing to think about. And guys, I just encourage you. We set the price point, I think, at a very, very reasonable, just $20 a piece to be able to do this. It's a three-month journey. So if you were to invest $80 a year, $80 a year, less than 10 bucks a month, you can find yourself 
clarifying your goals, hitting those goals, and each day just feeling grounded. That's a big word that I just want this podcast to end with, this word grounded. I believe people are looking for grounded leaders right now. Ones who, who are tethered to the ground. Maybe think about a plant that is in the ground. Those roots are spread and now it can be nourished. In this world, we feel like we're flapping in the air and we are out of control. People want to follow grounded leaders right now. And other than every single day, stewarding the time, the energy, the resources, the team, the environment, the relationships God has given me, I just don't know how we stay grounded week after week. Yeah. And some of you might be hearing these words like structure and proactive and you think, you know, that's not me. That's never been me. I I am not a journaler. I'm not a structured person. I do not keep notes, all of those kind of things. And here's, here's the thing. I'm not either. That's kind of the whole point of of this journal is I need a tool. I need structure. My brain doesn't naturally do this, but what it comes down to for me is this is a stewardship issue. This is a spiritual issue that when it comes to my time and my talents and my resources, that God has given those things for me to steward. And if I don't proactively do that, then you know, for me, it's a conviction of a stewardship issue. I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it, but for me, someone who is not naturally wired to be overly structured or uh, even proactive and intentional, that I need tools in my life to help me do that to the best of my ability. So it's for so, you, if- it's so funny as as you say that, David. Too just like to to interrupt there. I'm smiling, like grinning ear to ear, because the reason that we create tools that stay forth is not because our team is highly organized but because our team is highly intentional and engaged because we have a meaningful calling. We have a vocation that matters. I am actually highly disorganized on my own. And like you say, this is why we need it. I don't think you can do less than 10 minutes a day. I don't think you can you know, structure our whole lives, but I also don't think each person can give an hour every single day to prepare for the day. So I think we've distilled it down to as powerful and potent as a, of a force as we can put it into the pages of this journal. We worked for about a year to do it, but yeah, David, you and I were both on the more relaxed side. I know a lot of leaders on our team are as well. Uh, and so we need this grounding tool. And I, uh, I mean, people who, who know me in this season, but you didn't know me five, 10, 15 years ago, when I was just completely disorganized, I didn't have systems to keep me together. And I realized if I don't steward this, not only am I going to burn out, but I am not going to be able to do the things God has designed me to do. So please don't think that we're like productivity gurus and we wake up thinking about every single little 15 minute block in the day. Not at all. This is built for very normal people. This is built for type A people. This is built for type B people. And we just feel like this is kind of right in between. And it's that word chaotic. Uh, excuse me, chaotic, which is uh, a mix between chaos and order, um, structure and freedom, somewhere in the middle. So we don't fall off either side of the road and we have enough guardrails in there. So um, I kind of dare you to give it a, give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, if you really don't like it, if you feel like it's the worst $20 you spent, please email us. We'll give you your money back. Like we're not trying to trick anyone into this. I absolutely love the right setup journal and I need it. Well, awesome, Alan. I think this is uh, desperately needed. Um, no matter how we find it, obviously we're partial to this tool because it's worked for us and we, we've we gotten so much uh, fruit from it. Um, but we feel strongly that this is a season where we need to figure out new rhythms of structure um, for our lives because a lot of what we 
we had, the things that we were doing before this have been stripped away and uh, we can't live a reactive life forever. Um, and so we would encourage you guys to check this out. Um, it's an awesome tool, an awesome resource. If you have any questions about that, you can go um, visit stayforth.com. You can send us an email, a question about uh, the journal or anything else, whether it's coaching or any other resources that we have. We love to help people get healthy in this way. It's a stewardship issue. Um, and we would love to help you steward your time, your resources, and your gifting to the best of your ability. So thanks for listening. Uh, we hope that this has been a challenge to you in a crazy time for you to help get momentum in your week. Um, so thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.